What up, though? What's going on, man? It is, uh, what is it, Wednesday, November 4th. It's been a while, man. It's been a good while. It's been like three weeks. Yeah, man. It's been some crazy stuff going on in the world. Yep. Um, the election is among us. Mm. Uh, so we're going to spend the next two hours uh, talking about the presidential election. Oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, but wait, wait, don't, don't turn off the pod. I, I was just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're not going to do that at all. Yeah, thank the Lord. Um. Speaking of which, uh, the pod, we're we're back, man. It's been like I said, it's been a while. Yeah, and we'll just we'll just dive right into it. So on this day, November fourth, in nineteen eighty seven, the NBA announced four new franchises. Oh my god, really? Two for nineteen eighty eight and two for nineteen eighty nine. Okay. Can you name the four that were coming out in the next two years? There was two that were supposed to come out in in eighty eight, and two more that were coming out in eighty nine. Can you pick? Oh. No, not not a chance. Uh, who are the worst teams? Um, let's go. Uh, Charlotte Hornets. Okay, so that's one. Ooh. One out of four. Okay. Uh, oh boy. Uh, Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Two out of four. Wow. Those were two. Were supposed to come out in '88. Who were the two that were supposed to come out in '89? In '89, uh, the Phoenix Suns. No. Oh. Um, I'll give you one more guess, then I'll tell you. The New Orleans Jazz? No. <laughs> uh, the Minneapolis Timberwolves, I assume? It says Minneapolis. Why does it say Minneapolis? The Minneapolis, it would have... It wouldn't have been the Lakers, because I was like 48, not 88. Yeah, that's what I... Th- so I don't know I if it says Minneapolis. Maybe it means Minnesota. Minnesota Timberwolves and the Orlando Magic. Wow. See, I thought they came out way before that. Another one, fun one, really quick. There's four teams in the NBA that don't end with the letter S. What are they? Oh, man. Heat. Uh, yeah, you're not, you lost heat, me heat. Heat, Magic, Jazz, Thunder. They're the oh, only four teams that man. don't end with the letter S. So there's a little fun little bar trivia uh, when you're hanging out with your friends. The four NBA teams that don't Got end it. with the letter S. Huh. Heat, Jazz. Magic. Magic, Thunder. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Cool. I got something new there. There you go. So, um, like I said, man, it, it's been a while since we've talked. Um, what, yeah. what what's been going on in the in the sports world? We talked about uh, Dodgers won a uh, yeah. The Dodgers won the World Series. That's as much as I care to talk about them. Fair enough. We can move right along. Yeah, they. I mean, hey, look, the Rays made it look decent for a little while, uh, but ultimately, you know. You you pay Mookie for a reason, right? And uh, and that's 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 that. Did you see those videos online of him doing like every sport imaginable? No, like, there's videos of it was like some video on Twitter. It was like Mookie Betts is like the ultimate athlete, and it pretty much had him like doing 360 dunks, or maybe I'm exaggerating, but like a windmill dunk. Like he was right. dunking, right? Which is you have to be athletic to do that. Yeah, he's not super tall, right? Um, I mean, not that I, I think he's right at the six foot range. If, right. if memory serves me correct. Average human. Sure. Um, and then it shows him like running routes, uh, at like some, I assume the Patriots facility. He looked like old footage. But right. I mean, so, in, you know, he played in New England area. Uh, 
and he's like running like these crisp routes, like literally can do everything. Oh, it shows him bolt. He bowled a three hundred. Oh wow! At Chris Paul's charity bowlathon or whatever. That's a thing. Like he's just good at everything. It's like one of those kids that you grew up with that was just like, yeah, Mookie just like plays every sport. Yeah, or something like that. So, <laughs> I mean, good for him. I mean, I guess. Uh, sorry for the kids in the neighborhood, though. That's yeah. That's got to be just a terrible feeling. Yeah. But. Imagine like, like okay. That kid Mookie's playing baseball, so I'm gonna go play basketball. And then you show up, and he's on the other team. <laughs> and you're playing in basketball too, and he drops like 40 in like a youth basketball league. <laughs> oh, I'd be pissed. Yeah, I'm fine. I, well, you know what I'll do? I'll do bowling. <laughs> and there he is, bowling like eight strikes in a row. <laughs> Turkey, right? Oh, no, get out. Was that three? Yeah, three in a row. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, he's over there doing the uh, P Weber. Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd cry, dude. But yeah, eight-year-old Mookie with like the sunglasses, <laughs> slick back, well. slick back hairs with the glove <laughs> or the wrist protector. That's amazing. That's oh, amazing. Man. Um, football has been very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, what have been some of like your favorite storylines as of late? Um, as of late, do you want to know what mine is? What's that? The implosion of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, I that's, mean. Obviously, disclaimer, you never want to see anything bad happen to any player, yada, yada, yada. Of course. Right. But. Moving on. <laughs> now that he's out of the picture, and I hope he's fine, I hope he heals, and yada, yada, yada. But you have to look at the team is right now, and they are terrible. Oh, awful. The players are coming out and, like, haggling the coaches. They were saying, like, the coaches just aren't, quote, just aren't good at their jobs. The offensive line is terrible. Which is crazy to say because they used to have just like a right, and then ridiculous um, line. Who was the guy that left, like the big name guy that had to retire for the Cowboys, or maybe not retire, but he's out. Uh, I mean, Travis Frederick's out. I think Frederick is who I'm thinking of. I yeah. think he has Gambare. So shout out to my GB brother. <laughs> uh, How random. One out of every hundred thousand people has Gambray. Yeah, so it's... me and Travis Frederick. And that's it for another two hundred thousand people. Right. You know what I mean? So well, Wow, that's uh, crazy. Uh yeah, he's out. I think a couple of the guys on their on their line are out, but he's really the big name. Like he was he was like they he was it for them at center, you know what I mean? Right. And like, yeah, they're just terrible. And now all they're doing is they're gonna face like eight nine man boxes and like zeke's not gonna be able to run at all no so like i was talking to a buddy that we play fantasy with and i was trying to get zeke from him and he was asking all these big names like and i'm not gonna give you a big name for zeke because one i didn't know if you know this okay let me phrase this can you guess how many hundred yard rushing games zeke has had this year this year maybe one zero he has yet to have he's had like one at like 91 and one at like 96 but and but both those games were when Dak was there, obviously. Right, right. And uh, now he's got uh, Ben Denuji. <laughs> ben Denuji. <laughs> That's amazing. Those gifts are just are Dude, just perfect. Uh, obviously, if you're listening, you can't see us. There was a, a gif on Twitter that somebody had posted. It was like I think it was when the official announcement came out, and Schefter was like, you know, the Dallas Cowboys have you know named Ben Nucci Ben Denucci as their starter right. and the dude posted the gift from Inglorious Bastards uh when they're doing like the Gorlami thing <laughs> and the sidekick had that thing with his hand with the Italian yes. thing with his hands oh I was cracking up laughing love it I love that 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 one's gonna go down in history that's that, a really good one. 
That is a real. And it was good. great because it was like one of those tweets. I was like, unlike no words, it was just the gift. <laughs> this is <just> perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but seeing that team implode is just—I mean, granted, the Eagles aren't aren't much better. Like we barely beat them. Right. Like we won right. by f- two touchdowns, but it was a lot closer. Right. Than, it, than the score entails, which is embarrassing enough. Yeah, but I mean, y'all are getting a couple guys back. Like y'all are, yeah. you, you know, looking to have a better end of the year than the Cowboys are for sure. That's, Absolutely. That's going to be just an, I mean, which is brain wreck. We still have like a three game stretch where we have to play the Packers, the Saints, and the Cardinals. Oh, that's not so. Gonna we be could fun. like the winner of the NFC East could very well be like a five win team. God, like it's legitimately possible. Like looking at our schedule, that's tough, man. That's I mean, um, and that's why you need to reshape how you get into the playoffs. You know what I mean? I think there has to be like a some kind of I don't know. You got to be above five hundred type thing. Let me okay. uh, So the big question that I've been seeing like on Twitter, people have been talking about, especially Eagles fans, obviously, and but I think this goes for any team really. Is okay. So say you're a fan of a team that's not good at football. Just imagine for once, right? Oh, yeah. That'd be real tough for me. <laughs> that'd be a real stretch for you being a Browns fan. But, yeah. Um, so this guy that I follow, he's a like a, a broadcaster for a radio station up there in Philly. And he put playoff experience greater than sign right. high draft pick. And I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree that. And I, that's my question to you is in a situation like this right. where if you're me – and your team is three, four, and one, and is probably going to win the division, which means a home game <laughs> in the playoffs, which is insane to think about. Right. If we if we don't win the division, we're like a top ten pick, it's like a top eight pick. I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. So, is getting bounced essentially in the first round? Which I'm a realist. It's probably going to happen because <laughs> we're going to draw somebody like. Arizona, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like or like, yeah. It, that if it weren't that's like number two, but should be like number one in three divisions, right? Yeah. And get bounced in the first round. Was that one game experience worth fifteen draft spots? No. Right. No. And so it was funny. I'm reading the comments. All these people are like, "Yeah, these guys don't know what they're talking about." It's in the playoffs. Anything can happen. And I do get that. Anybody can beat anybody on any given Sunday. But I also know who is on the field for these Philadelphia Eagles. Right, right. Like, I'm a realist, you know? Yeah. We're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Like, I don't think that comes as a surprise to anybody. No. <laughs> so, I'm not saying, like, blow up the team, but it's like, I, I, I'm not on the board of, like, you know, playoff experience, quote unquote, which experience is BS anyway. Experience doesn't win you championships at the end it of the year. It means nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it's one of those things where, like, you know, it would be nice to be in the playoffs. That would be a great thing to tell people at the end of the day or, or whatever you use that kind of stuff for, whatever. Right. But going into next year, you put yourself in a better position to have a stronger team going in. And it's not. And, and I'm not saying you need to tank or lose games. There's, you know, it's nothing like that. It's just like... I mean, you know, y'all's division is not good. Yeah. And outside of those, what does that equal out to? Six games that you're going to play in the division? Two in each, two against each team? Right. How many of y'all won outside of the division games? Outside of the division? 
So we've won three games. Right. We beat the Cowboys, the Giants, <laughs> so that's, and somebody else. That's, I, so two were in the division. Right. So I will give y'all six wins just because your division is crap. Right. And I mean just a hot steaming pile. Outside of that, it's going to be real tough to convince me that, you know, y'all are going to beat a lot of these teams. Outside of the AFC South, which is looking pretty sad at the bottom end, you know, it's it's very much two six and one teams. And we beat the Niners. Sorry, we beat the Niners on Sunday on Sunday night. Okay, there that you was go. the first win. So we beat the Niners. Uh, we. We lost to the Ravens. We beat the Giants and the Cowboys in back-to-back weeks. But again, two yeah, of those aren't very. And we lost to the football team in Week One, so we're two and two and one in the division. Exactly. So, so you could say that Niners win will make up for the Redskins loss. So I'll give y'all six wins. Okay. Six, nine, and one should never, never win a division. Right. And that's just it's a horrifying thought, but. I don't know. I think there is somebody that could at least push y'all. You know what I mean? And uh, and that's and it's funny because that's what everyone like says is like, oh, uh, we beat the Niners. We were two plays that we were we were both in both games against the Steelers and the Ravens. We were one play away from winning, and that that is absolutely true. True. That's absolutely true. Yeah. But like we didn't. <laughs> so like you can say that all you want. Right. But at the end of the day, we still have two losses in the loss column. Right, right. So, and so you, as a fan personally, what would you do? You want? I mean, not to say it like that. Everybody wants to win the division, but do you think it's more advantageous to not win the division this year? So the way that it's looking right now, they they put out today. ESPN put out today like the projections for the for the draft. If it were right now, right. And the Giants and the Cowboys were three and four. It was like the Jets. Uh, I think it was like Miami. Or I forget some other. Like the Jags or something. Right, right. Jags. Sorry, Jets one, Jags two, Giants three, Cowboys four. So like, I think we, you know, like we need to be in the mix for a good for a, a you know a good player as well. Right. And Howie's just terrible at drafting. <laughs> and I understand. So I was in the comments, and he is. He's good in free agency. He's terrible at drafting. Okay. Um, and he's good at like moving money around, but the whole thing is. Uh, you know, a high draft pick doesn't mean success, right? Which I, and I and that's I get that as a point is like, and I don't think we should actively try to lose. But also, I just I, when I saw that saying of like playoff experience is better than a high draft pick, I don't know if I agree with that statement. Now nah. specifically, no. Nah. I, and I could see how you wouldn't. That's all I'm saying is like if we didn't win, the, if we didn't win the division this year. I wouldn't be bummed because I right. know we'd be getting a high draft. Pick. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's where I'm going with it. So it's not like we 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 lose the division and we're around like 15, 16 because we had a good year. That's when it sucks. It's because you didn't make the playoffs <laughs> and you're not getting the top yeah. 20 draft or 15 draft pick. That's when it really sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, or you make one of those one out of like the 20 playoff teams they're letting in this year. And how do y'all look in the draft? You got all your picks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're good. Um, that's not too bad. We at least, I mean, we have a first is the thing. So I mean, that's, that's really, that's what really killed, you know, more than some teams in right. this area can, can say. Wherever Gregory's at. Ha. Yeah. Jeez. So, uh, well for me, I think personally, probably storyline wise, one of the 
funner ones to watch has been uh, Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's crazy, man. I just, man, I got to tell you, I feel like they pulled him too early. Okay, so that was going to be my question. Do you think Fitzpatrick got screwed over, or is it a situation where, like, you knew what this team was going to be? Like, you knew this was going to be Tua's team. Your job was to come here and groom him. Right, and and, and I definitely so I feel like people are on both sides of that wall. It's either you're like, that's messed up. He was playing well. He wasn't playing yeah, bad. Right. He, he wasn't. Right? Or and there's other people who are on the line like, well, I mean, yeah, but like he knew what it was like. He knew what time it was. Right. Now, I'm – I just think it doesn't make sense because right now you're playing 500 football, Right. With, with Fitzpatrick, I believe they were three and three, maybe four and three, something like that. Three and four. I think they were three and four. Yeah. You're playing around 500 football, right? And so, if you, Sorry, they were three and three. Because uh, Sewage played his first game and they won, so now they were four and so they're four and three now. Okay. So they were three and three. They're 500. Yeah. So they're 500. So if you, if you play them from here and you start to go on a losing streak, you can't. Pull him. You know what I mean? Like right. what if what if he's just playing bad? Now you can't you can't yank the guy you drafted fifth overall. You know what I'm saying? Like if you leave Ryan Fitzpatrick in and things don't go well, he I mean his chain is you know what I mean? The right. moment he screws up, you can you can yank him. You know? Yeah. But now too if Tua gets in there and and let's say they lose, I don't know, three out of the next four. He's not going to have any confidence coming around right. into his second year. And everyone knows that the sophomore slump is very much a thing. Like, that's it's very much for QBs anyways. I don't think it affects running backs. or I imagine wide receivers get better in their second year because route concepts become a little bit easier, you know. Right. But for quarterbacks, sophomore slumps, it, it's a very, very real thing. So, I don't know. I just... I know it needed to happen. I just don't know that it needed to happen at three and three. Uh, you know, let Fitzpatrick, if he's going to screw it up, let him screw it up and then put Tua in. That way, if anything good comes of it, then it's Tua looks that much better right. coming around. But if if you're, you know, if you go three and three and then you're four and three and then all of a sudden you're four and six, four and seven, you're going to have no faith or confidence. And then you're going to be like, well, you know, you know, their quarterback's coming out. You know what I'm saying? Right. It just leaves so much uncertainty. Can I hit you? Can I put the tinfoil hat no, on? No, don't hit me, please. Can I put the tinfoil hat on okay. and hit you with a conspiracy theory that was brought to me today? Oh, boy. Let's hear it. I'm, I'm all for this. So this comes from our buddy Toby. Oh, give me the crop off. circles, Tobes. He says, apparently Tua is only getting the job because they need to see what he looks like because they'll be in play for Trevor Lawrence at the draft. Oh, so do you think they're like, well, let's put him in early. So if he sucks, that's fine. And we can Josh Rosen this kid one more time. Wow. Could you see them doing that? I could see it. Let's get him out of here. Let's let him put him right now. And if he sucks, that's fine. We'll just stick with him. And then maybe we move up in the draft. Maybe we, you know, we'll send the Jets. We'll give you Tua and our fourth, fifth pick. For, you, for, your for number first. one, and then they go get Trevor Lawrence. Ah, okay, that's a very interesting theory. I like that, right? I was like, that's, that makes sense. It definitely does. People are talking like this kid, like he's, yeah, like Andrew Luck, Peyton Man, like you know, coming out of college, like this can't miss dude. And then from all accounts, 
certainly looks the part. Yeah. You know? Outside of the Rona. Right. Which, I mean. That's crazy. Uh, Is that part of it? You think he's got the Rona air quotes? And he's, you know, (laughs) I can't. I'm just going to save this for, uh, you know? I mean, I think if he didn't play another game at Clemson, he'd still be the number one pick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's a very I might have Isn't to that sit. Good one? I might I have to like, sit on that for a second. A spicy little theory right there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that one's been pretty good. Um, and then watching that absolute dumpster fire that's in New York, it's like all the way around. Like they're just man bad team. I can't tell you how hard I laughed, and it's been a while since we've been on the pod, so I haven't got a chance to talk about it. <laughs> right. It was Daniel Jones' eighty-yard run? And just catching the speed wobble. <laughs> that was an amazing toppling. moment. It was hilarious. And on top of that, Evan Ingram drops the pass on third down that would have ended the game. Man. Carson comes down and wins it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. And, um, you know, obviously there's been a lot of injuries. We saw Odell Beckham go down. Yeah, that that was rough. I, I'm, it's gonna, I think it's going to play on Jarvis a lot because that's, OBJ does so much, you know right. what I mean? And he he commands so much attention that it's, oh man, with a cracked rib or a broken rib or whatever the hell it is Jarvis right. has, it's it's just going to be that much tougher on him. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, and thankfully, hopefully, we get Nick Chubb back, you know, week 10 and he's ready to go. They're going to buy this week, right? We got to buy this week right. and we'll come back and that's week 10. So I think that's when we'll have to make the move as to whether he's coming back or not. Um, And I hope, I mean, obviously we're going to bring him back. It's just, is it going to be, you know, Nick Chubb? You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen. So that way we can, you know, go with more two tight end sets. Now we've got an abundance of tight ends, you know, Njoku's back. Harrison Bryant is just... He looks good. He's looking great. Austin Hooper's coming back. Harrison Bryant was like a sneaky like fantasy pickup, too. Yeah? Like, I remember they were talking about it when, I think, Njoku was out or whatever. Right. Or the game that he played, Harrison Bryant played. Right. Everyone was like, yo, if you need a tight end, you know, go pick him up. And he had, like, what, two touchdowns or something? Yeah, yeah. He's a... Uh, I mean, it, again, we've got three tight ends, and I think losing OBJ is going to be absolutely terrible. Don't get me wrong, but... You know, maybe we go a little bit more with the two tight end set. You know, we flex one of those guys out. I mean, they can they can run the routes. They've shown that. But a fun Nick Chubb stat for you: Nick Chubb still leads the league with six runs of twenty plus yards. <laughs> he's man. played in three and point two five games. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's just an absolute road grader. Like I, to watch him run is is wonderful. He hits the hole with so much just anger, and then he just his feet, man. It's He's just like a patient runner, has the vision. I see a lot of it. If Josh Jacobs could ever find that second gear, he'd be right up there. But he's just slow. Like his burst, I guess, is what it is. Right. He finds the hole, and then he's just like, okay, he's going to break it, and he just never does. It's oh, absolutely frustrating. Yeah, um, and then the, obviously the big one, the big story is uh, Antonio Brown coming back. Oh, yeah. Signs with the Buccaneers. Um, Tom goes out and get him. And we had a very colorful discussion about this the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my whole point was, I mean, we were talking about it in terms of like a fantasy trade. But right, yeah, Just yeah. in terms of football, my, my point was you don't go out and get 
and actively recruit and make it a point to say, I want this guy. You don't get to go out and actively recruit the most volatile man in football and not get him the ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I'd have to agree with you on that. And and ever since I started, like, crapping all over Mike Evans, he's had, like, two back-to-back really good games. That's what you get. That's what you get. You never, but, uh, never but, do that. But the point was that those two games were without Chris Godwin. Yeah. And so the whole thing, my whole point was, if you look at the games that he played with Chris Godwin, and he had, like, as far as fantasy points, like, single digits in all of them. Right. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't used very much. Uh once you get Godwin in the game, it's just such a different dynamic as far as passing the ball. You know what I mean? Um, Brady's a, a timing quarterback. And and granted, his arm isn't what it used to be, but he can still put it out there. You know what right. I mean? And so if Godwin can just beat his man off the jump, like Brady catches onto that real quick. And no offense to Mike Evans or his speed off the line or any of that. It's just that like. You never go, Mike Evans, I do this quick. You know, Mike Evans, he's 6'5". He's he's, yeah, you know he's, what I mean? So, yeah, they said he, like, leads the league in red zone targets. And that's, end zone targets since he came in the league. In like right. And so, I don't know any other way to put this, but a, a guy that big never looks like he's really getting separation. Like, Chris Godwin, you know when you know, he's gone. Like, right. He's, Mike Evans just doesn't have that breakaway speed. That's not what he relies on. He relies on being just a, a huge dude. Yeah. And so I don't think he gets the ball throughout the field from Tom because Tom's like, oh, he's not open. I'm not going to throw that. You know what I mean? And where it's. And it's crazy because. Um, and going back to the point of like, like AB getting production is like you look at it in the games where like all three of them were playing like right. uh, Godwin, Evans and Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller had like. An man. eighty yard game, a hundred yard yeah. game, like, and I think he's out. I think he's the odd man out. I think, which is sad. AB, he, looked, he looked good, right? But I think AB. Oh, is that dude? Yeah. If you compare him to Scotty Miller, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Comparatively, I think he takes that role of like that slot guy. Yeah, he he's running all over the field. Definitely that guy. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Um, I just traded for him literally moments ago. Uh, I got Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. Kenny Galladay, oh, yeah. another one who's out right. with that hip. But I picked up AB like two weeks ago, so it's not like <laughs> I'm spending any major capital on him. Yeah, I mean, um, if he wasn't playing, you're not losing anything by getting rid of him. Right. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I think Galladay coming back, he's the number one guy. He's had some big games. He's in a contract year, so I feel like he's going to want to come back quick. Oh, yeah. You know and what I mean? Play. He's going to yeah. show that he can can – He's worth the money, so definitely. Uh, and and even if he doesn't, even if it's a week or two or extended time, you have Marvin Jones. So that's a nice little insurance policy on that. It came out today that um, it was today, right? That Stafford uh, is, is is on the COVID. So he's on the COVID list, but that's, so, but the thing is that he doesn't have COVID. He's one of those people that was a high potential, high risk, like of a contact close, high, Yeah, right. Okay, okay. okay. So okay. the thing is. Cause that's what I thought, and that's another reason why I was like, almost didn't do the trade. I'm like, well, why would I need Marvin Jones if me and you were going to be passing to him? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But then I rather like basically if he tests negative Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he, he can, can play. play. Yeah. So oh, okay. And if he does play, it's Marvin June. Marvin Jones Jr. is the number one guy, and then it's Quintez Cephas. Ah. Which is like first team all name. First team all name. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, third string. Right. <laughs> Detroit. Um, and I think Detroit's like playing Minnesota or somebody with like a really sketchy secondary. Yeah, they're playing Minnesota, who's like number three, who's like third worst or third. I don't know how to 
it says third, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like the third yeah. worst, but it's green because it's good for the receiver. Third worst <laughs> against the wide receiver is what I'll say. It's a very tricky uh, so, um, system there. You know, and they're probably going to be playing from behind because Minnesota's good. They got Dalvin back. So well, gonna, gonna I mean, Troy's the got the better record and of those two. Minnesota's I guess that's doing. true. But either but I way. I feel like Minnesota's a better team. Yeah, I, I, if they would show up, right? Yes. They would like, yeah. be playing like it, but uh, Adam Thielen just disappears some weeks, man. It's insane to see. He's been pretty solid for me. I have so I have Thielen, and I have I'm in another league as well. 28, 4, 10, 22, 24, 12, 4. So he's kind of you know. Um, but last week he they played Green Bay and he was you know he had a two for twenty or something. Like that. Jair all over him, yeah. so. He didn't get too much production. He had three for 27. But, there you go. Um, but, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. And right. it's not exactly like Detroit has lockdown corners either, <laughs> you know? No. So no. Well, I mean, they still have Darius. Oh. That's right, baby. Third no. to fifth. <laughs> Bro, I saw some crazy, you know, I don't know. That's like the last thing is people want to hear me talk about the Eagles more. But, bro. Check out these stats. Darius Slay in 2020. Let's hear it. Week one, Terry McLaurin. He only gave up 28 yards. Week two versus the Rams, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, a combined 18 yards. Ooh. Uh, week three, the tie to Cincinnati, Tyler Borden, A.J. Green, a combined 30 yards a okay. game. 30 yards. Uh, week four was San Francisco. Kittle and Debo Samuel combined for 21 yards. Uh, obviously, you could tell he didn't. Guard Kittle that much because Kittle finished like 135. Uh, next week, uh, Steelers, Juju, and Claypool combined for 37. Next week, uh, Ravens, Marquise Hollywood Brown, 47 yards. Nice. Which was the highest that he did. And right. last year, Sterling, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton combined for 25 yards. Dang. Lock them so down. Nobody has gotten over 48 yards against Darius Slayton. That's a great stat, man. I'm happy we he's on our team. <laughs> Let's make it happen. All right. So that being said, we'll move on to the pickups for this week. Yeah. Um, we're gonna pick the opposite pick for every pick for Gregory. We're just give him all the worst teams. I'm comfortable with that. All right. Um, he loses that. I'm good with it. Uh, so Thursday night game. Well, hopefully Thursday night game. Yeah. It came out today on Wednesday that um, the 49ers had to shut down their facility because of a positive. COVID test. Right, right. I think it was like three people, actually. Dante Pettis was one of them. Yeah, Trent Williams. Trent Williams. And uh, and Brandon Ayuk. Um, Damn, I didn't know it was Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, so those three will be, I would imagine. throw the ball to? I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out. It's going to be like Jalen Hurd. Uh, Where do I know that name from? He went to Baylor. Okay. Uh, But, yeah, no, I mean, they're going to be throwing it to – you know, guys, they signed from the XFL. I, I really, I don't know who what the plan is, but I think Debo Samuel's still out, if memory serves me correct. Right? Yeah, he is. And um, you know, I don't know. I, I truly don't know the options there. But yeah, so three of those those three tested positive, and um, their facility was shut down today. But as far as I understand, I think they're still trying to to keep the game going for that Thursday night. You know, they haven't yeah. said anything about canceling it or postponing it. I don't, I don't know why they would cancel it. But, you know, I figured personally with the Monday night game shaping up to be the one that it is, they would just flex it to Monday night and do a doubleheader. 
Yeah, it's going to be an absolute stinker. So I feel like yeah, and and plus it's it's Patriots Jets. So you're that's what the, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be on the East Coast. So let's get an early start on that one. You know, push it through real quick. What was it a couple weeks ago where they had like a game on on was it two on Thursday night and then one started at like four? No, it was yeah, no, it was Monday night. It was and, Monday night, yeah. And it was and like the Bills at like four o'clock. The Bills and KC. There you go. And it started at like four. It was great. I was like still. Like crushing emails and I like watching the game. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, this is yeah. what it's like for people on the West Coast. You just wake up at 9 a.m. and there's football. On. Yeah, yeah. Well, got to be great. But um, I was kind of hoping they would do that just to make Monday even worth watching. You know what I mean? Right. When you hear the Monday night opening sequence, you're going to go, oh, oh, Patriots, Jets. All right. So I'd rather eat dinner cold. Right. That's cool. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but as of right now, it is supposed to be Packers Niners on Thursday. Yeah, so we will judge it as of that. Um, another injury update is Aaron Jones. I've heard as an Aaron Jones fantasy owner, I'm trying to get as much info as possible. Right, because you hear both things, you hear both sides, and the the uh, the Packers are coming out saying he's a like a true game time decision, but they're pessimistic. You know, they want to keep him safe. Right, and Aaron Jones has been like, "Yo, I'm ready to go." Apparently he was ready to go like last week. You know what I and mean? And they just precaution, right? Like they want to keep him safe, which I get. And they're playing the Niners with absolutely nobody. No, Nick so Mullins behind him, right? You know, I feel like they, from their perspective, they could be like, we could, we should be able to win this guy, win this game with Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin. I know yeah. those names now. <laughs> uh, again, as a did uh, not in week seven, right? As a uh, as an Aaron Jones fantasy owner, but um. They could definitely be like, we can win it with these guys, so let's just throw these guys out there. Yeah. Um, my hope is my, – my number one hope is that it gets pushed back. Right. That's my number one. Yeah, clearly. I, I don't need to watch a game tomorrow night. That's fine. <laughs> um, I would rather watch a doubleheader on Monday and have my number one running back – or number two running back. Shout out Derek Henry. There you um, go. And no, I'm not in a four-team league. I just got some really good trades. Yeah, that's another story for another day. It definitely is because we could go on on that one for a right. while. Anyways, um, I would, I would rather have my my number two running back in Aaron of course, Jones. Of course, um, but all things considered, it is looking like as of right now. And I feel like they would have announced it by now. I feel like if they haven't announced one, announced it by now, it's happening tomorrow. I would think so. Um, so with so that, that being, in mind, yeah. With that being said, Packers Niners. I feel like this is the obvious decision for both of us. Yeah, no, I'm going Packers on. Let's this. go back. So we'll give us the Packers and we'll give Gregory the Niners. Beautiful, love it. No, we won't do that. As oh, much as I, I mean, would love to do that. No, no, we're not going to do the that. The next one is Broncos Falcons. So now, ooh boy, uh, what's his name is back? Right, Drew Locke. Yeah, he the threw most three touchdowns in the fourth. Right, he had the game winner to KJ Hamler and then danced. And that ruined it for everybody. Man, Drew Locke, who is the most Madden-generated name <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Uh, versus the hapless Falcons, who won a game, right? Didn't they just win last week? Yeah, they beat, what was it, Carolina? No. No. Well, they beat somebody. They beat somebody. Good on them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, against the Broncos. So with that. Um, what are you got- thinking? Give me the Broncos. You want the Broncos? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think. I think. Uh, Personally, I think it's going to be the Falcons. I think their defense finally shows up. They won a game, so they got a taste of the victory, you know? Right. So maybe they come back and, and do it again. Um, oh, they're 2-6, and six, see? Right. They did they, beat the Panthers. 
Was it the Panthers? On Thursday night. Remember in the rain and Mike Davis did nothing? I remember that because right, I had Mike right. Davis. Okay. Um, I think they can I think they can put it together. Yeah, I Julio think they, had a big game that game, right? Yeah, he came back and had a huge game. Okay. Plowing so. ahead. Um, the next one is Seahawks Bills. Uh Seahawks coming up, coming off their first loss, I believe, right? They just yes. lost um on Sunday night. Yeah. To oh Arizona. Arizona, there you go. You got it. Oh uh, no, no, they just won. They won last week. That was two weeks ago. Yeah, they beat San Francisco this past week. But week seven correct. is when they lost in overtime to Arizona. Um, dangerous, man. Mr. Unlimited. Oh, God. Uh, Boy, the worst. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Fun fact, he is 9-1 and one versus the AFC East. Really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like he's got their number. Um, and, you know, hey. Yeah. I wonder where that one loss came from. Mm, that hurts. <laughs> that that hurts a whole lot. Give me the close up of uh, Richard Sherman on the sideline. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Sorry, Richard. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with the Seahawks. Uh, I got Russell Wilson. Uh, he's led me to seven straight fantasy victories. Ooh, uh, seven and one first in the league. But that, another story for another time. Right, right. Yeah, uh, of course. What do you think? I th- I also feel like just the Bills have regressed. I think the last two weeks. Yeah, they haven't looked as good. They've won both games, but it was like they look terrible. Yeah. The, the two weeks ago, week seven, I think they put up 15 points. It was all field goals. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't looked great as of late. Uh, I just the defense uh, still holding their own, just not doing quite what they were. And Josh Allen, I don't know if he's just not seeing the field or what the deal is. Maybe he just he's too quick to pull it down and try and make something happen. I don't. I don't know what the situation is, but – the offense just hasn't quite looked the same. His production's gone down steadily week by week. Um, and then the problem with that is, is like the running backs aren't picking up the slack. So, you know, once your passing yards go down and your running backs aren't making up any type of production on the ground. Right. I think this past week they did all right. I feel like they combined for like over 125 I think Moss got in the end zone. Yeah, twice. he got two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they did. Um, but I think that's just a matter of time. Also, if like if you're a fantasy owner, it's just a matter of time before he takes over Devin Singletary. Like, you think? Yeah, I don't think Singletary is that great. I, I I'll give you that. He's serviceable at best. Right. I, I just think they like Moss better, and it's a matter of time before Moss takes over. I can see that. I could definitely see that. Uh, but in the game, yeah, you got. I, I got to go Seahawks. I think. Uh, I think Russ is too much. If Chris Carson comes back, you know, there's speculation. I think they've already ruled Carlos Hyde out or they've kept him doubtful for this week as well. So it's going to be a mixture of Chris Carson and probably DJ Dallas. They said Travis Homer has a shot of playing, but I feel like DJ Dallas did, you know, enough to at least be in the conversation, getting some playing time. Right. You know, now, whether Pete Carroll feels that way is an entirely different story. So for our fantasy uh, players out there, do you think DJ Dallas is worth rostering in, say, a 10-team league? I know you have him in our 12-team league, but it's only because you have Chris Carson. Yeah. Uh, I feel like 12 teams is like, yeah, because, you know. Exactly, yeah. 12 team makes sense, but right, cause eight, if I lose, absolutely not. 10. That'd be crazy. 10. 10, it's borderline because it's one of those things where if – if you lose Chris Carson, you're losing so many points. You know what I mean? He's right. a 
on a good day, he's a 20 plus. Yeah. And then on a bad day, it's like 10 to 15. I would say 12, 13. Yeah. On a bad so day. It's, he's usually 15 to 22. Yeah. Exactly. So to lose that kind of production in a week, believe me, you notice it. Right. Uh, I've learned I have him and I have Dalvin Cook in another league. And he sat in a week I needed him, and I ended up losing, and it was just not good. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, either way, it's the Seahawks. Okay. You know, either way. But what they're going to do, that's, uh, I guess time will tell. The next one is Bears-Titans, and the Titans coming off that loss to the Bengals. Yeah. Shit, even the Eagles tied the Bengals. <laughs> Way to go. A little saving grace on that one. Dude, I picked up Tennessee's defense. I'm a big fan of, like, streaming defense. I, I am a firm believer that you should just stream defenses every week. Like, Okay. You should just and – I'm, and I'm one of those guys that, like, I'll look forward. Like, okay, I got my defense for this week, but let me look – you know, then maybe the next two weeks – I'll go on to the Jets and see who the Jets play <laughs> and then see if that defense is available and I just go pick that team up. Hey, man. I literally did it like three weeks in a row and I think I got like uh, Miami gave me like 16 points versus the Jets wow. and the next week Buffalo gave me 15 points versus the Jets. It's like it's the what? easiest strategy. Yeah. I and mean, it's like, because especially in fantasy, I feel like defenses are so hard to read. They really you are. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing is like I picked up Tennessee's defense. I'm like, oh, they're playing the Bengals. Like Bengals aren't that good and Tennessee's got a great defense. Well, apparently they're freaking not. They gave me like negative points. Oh wow! I mean, still one. But yeah. You know what I mean? Like, definitely not helpful, dude. What the hell? Yeah, that's crap. Um, so they got the Bears. So it's sorry, it's Tennessee versus Chicago. Um, I think in this one, uh, give me Tennessee. I think the ground game is going to be a little bit too much. Um, Chicago just. Their offense can't get it together. Yeah, but I think it's more their offense than their defense. Uh, I think their defense, they're actually their run defense is kind of middle of the pack. Not right. Great, not terrible. Yeah. Um, but it's just, for me, and this, is, and this is just for me, it's tough to say the Bears' defense is going to do well against the run because they, it's, so, it's so predicated on chasing pass. Right. You know what I mean? Cleo Mack's such a great pass rusher that, like, obviously, you want to put them in passing, you know, on running downs and running situations. Not that he's ineffective. He's just not as effective. And it's also that absolute freight train that is Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's that. He can stiff arm most anybody to the ground. So. Again, it's been a while since we've talked, man, but that stiff arm against oh, Josh Norman. Put that man in the ground. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, he, he was horizontal. <laughs> and then did the whole barrel roll once he landed. It was full on just. Oh, it's not pretty for him, anyways. I yeah, after, the, after that, I'm tapping the helmet. Like, yeah, <laughs> I need to recover for a second. Oh, absolutely. Let me hi. Let me go to the medical tent, yeah. pretend like something's wrong, and then we might come back later. Anyway. Right. Bears uh, without uh, their amazing oh, uh, wide receiver uh, whims. Man, for right. getting in fist fights with well, attempting to. So you know, it was. I thought the rumor was that he like popped the guy's chain. He took off his. Uh, uh, mouthpiece. Oh, okay. Because apparently, um, the dude who did it, Gardner Johnson, Johnson or whatever, yes, he took. Uh, his big thing, and they showed old footage on Twitter. The ultimate investigative reporter, obviously. Uh, on like three games, he did it against DK Metcalf. He did it against Tariq Cohen last year. He he, people have like their mouthpiece hanging. He rips it off. 
So that's what the guy did. He didn't rip off the guy's chain. He ripped off his mouthpiece. Oh, you know, they, like, okay. have it, like, hanging from yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the face mask? Right. He'll just yank it off and throw it. Why? What? Dick move. You know oh, I mean? yeah, that, that's uh, petty, but okay. So that's the first thing that he did. Right. It looked like he popped his chain, like, right. a la Aqib Tlaib and Michael Crabtree. Crabtree, yeah, of course. Um, but the funny thing was, was, like, the jab and Gardner Johnson being like, wait, what? Yeah, if you, t- if you look at it, it's funny because Wims throws the first punch and then t- like takes a step back. Yeah, he was immediately expecting a fight, and then like didn't do anything. So he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get uh, another one." He yeah. threw another one, <laughs> but it was one of those things that it looked like he wanted to hit him and run. Right, and then he realized, "Oh, he's not chasing me. I'm yeah. gonna throw another one." Hell yeah! But also like that gets into a whole other argument of like people punching helmets. a helmet. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I, like, I would have to agree. I think if you're gonna do anything, get the helmet off. First, or just find a more effective way to do the AJ Green Jalen Ramsey. Just come up behind him and choke him out. You know, yeah, you exactly. grab him by the neck and pull him down. <laughs> exactly. There was like an old, uh, like an old video. I guess like a couple. It was last year, a couple years ago. I don't know. It was Aaron Donald was on the sidelines after a game. Right. Had his pads off on the sidelines, and like something happened. He grabbed his helmet, put his helmet on, and ran in the middle. I'm like, yeah, that's a smart guy. Yeah. Put your helmet on, and then let's go fight. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you want to do. It's like the dumb thing of baseball, like when guys get hit and they run on the mound, they take their helmet off, they throw it at the, the pitcher. Keep that, keep it on. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, if you get hit in the head, you're going to. It's protection. You, man. All right. Moving right along. Uh, Ravens, Colts. Uh, Ooh. I, I need to see more out of Lamar. I do, too. I don't I, think. He hasn't really been. I think uh, Hollywood Brown came out and said he didn't, quote, like how he was being. Used. Used in the offense. Yeah, well, I mean, he had to have known, though. You, it's, I don't want to call it the triple option, but it's basically the triple option. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you just, you have to know going in that, like, in the triple option, you don't really, you don't throw the ball much. And if you do, it's off play action, and you need to know where you need to be. You know what I mean? And, you know, Oklahoma just doesn't do that. They don't have to. They're a traditional college traditional offense right. so that's what he came from so i don't know man just accommodate the team you're winning yeah what's the problem yeah uh but i guess you know everybody wants their own piece of the pie and everybody wants their piece to be bigger than everybody else's piece so whatever that's about i still think it's the ravens at the end of the day i think right. they're they're still going to take the dub but just come on man you're winning leave it alone you know i get it if like they're just not passing the ball. And and I got to tell you, Lamar hasn't looked great deep. And uh, he's led some guys into some pretty hard shots over the middle. Right. Like, I've seen Hayden Hurst take a shot or two. And I'm like, ugh. He can't do that all year. I guarantee you that. But, I mean, you win games. So, yeah. it is what it is. Give me the Ravens in a, you know, concussive bloodbath. Right. I'm taking the Ravens as well. Uh, moving on to the next one is Panthers Chiefs. Um, do we know the update on uh, Teddy B? Like, is he playing? I mean, he you know Ooh, he no left. Um, I think he left and he came back and then he left again. Right after like he was sliding and got you know jumped on and kind of had his neck bent back and they yeah. called it a concussion or something. Something like that. But he came back in the game. I remember because right. PJ Walker made an entrance and yes, he did. Everybody flipped out because you know PJ Walker. Uh, for those who didn't know, played here in Houston with the XFL with the Roughnecks, 
That's right. And, Shout uh, out the Roughnecks. MVP, PJ Walker. Yeah, and we had the privilege of watching uh, a game. And I got to tell you, opener. yeah, he looked good. He looked really good. So seeing him go out there. MVPJ. Yeah, seeing him go out there was uh, pretty nice. Pretty nice to see. And I'm sure, you know, if it wasn't in the rain and just like the absolute worst conditions humanly possible, he might have let him, you know, cut loose on a few. But that Falcons game was just the, the worst conditions to be trying to pass the ball in. And granted, the Falcons still tried. But, you know. That's completely different story. So I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, it's the Chiefs yeah. all day, every day. I but I don't know. I mean, it'll be really, really, really terrible if Teddy B doesn't come back. Like PJ Walker versus the Chiefs, just that's not how you want to come out, you know? Take it out of hand quick. <laughs> oh, very. Especially, and I don't know any updates on McCaffrey. Is he is he looking to so, suit up? Uh, he participated in full in today's in Wednesday's practices. So okay. I mean, all signs point to him being back, and it's obviously, if, you know, if you've if you've had him in fantasy, hopefully you've been able to keep your head above water for these past couple weeks. Mm. Um, you're getting your boy back, so nothing to worry about. Yeah. So we have two games uh, coming up that we can move very quickly through. <laughs> uh, Giants and the football team. Oh boy. Um. I've got the football team just because I think uh, on that field, Antonio Gibson is going to be the best offensive player. Okay. And that's it. That's all. That's a, I have nothing else other than that. Right. I think it's going to be like a game of like little kid, you know, like youth football. Like give it to the best kid on the field. Yeah. And just let him be better than everybody. Exactly. And that's it. That's that's how that whole game is going to go. So I'm going to go with the Giants. I feel like their defense isn't horrible. Um, Bradbury's been playing all right, and Blake Martinez is doing really well against the run. Okay. He had a hard time again, running against them, uh, and he's leading the team in tackles. Right. Yeah, so hopefully he can kind of negate the Antonio Gibson stuff, but I, if they lost, I, I wouldn't be <laughs> If um, either of them lost, nobody would be shocked. Right. Uh, moving right along, Texans-Jags. Now, the big storyline for this one is Jake – Lutton? Luton? Luton. There you go. Thank you. I didn't, I was, it was the first name I wasn't sure. Ah, okay. Well, Jake, yes. It is Jake. Okay, so Jake Luton out of Oregon State. There it is. Go Beavers. I wanted to say Beavs, but that's cattle, so no. Uh, it's going to get the start. Uh, Minshew is dealing with some sort of concussion. I put that in crazy air quotes. <laughs> it's just, he's getting benched. Like, let's yeah. be real. Yeah. So yeah. They're going to start him, so... Again, if you're like me, um, I picked up the Texans' defense. Yeah, I think you got to. Trust uh, me, they're going to be available in your league. Yo, absolutely. They're not exactly uh, looking the sharpest this they're year. They're not exactly the 85 Bears. Yeah, exactly. So. But, again, the Jags, it's basically like, what, James Robinson, LaVisca Chenault, and DJ Chark, which all all name team, by the way. Right. And that's it. You have those three guys. and And honestly – you're not even sure if your quarterback can get it to two of those three guys we just talked about. So it's really the James Robinson show. And uh, I think Houston just has more playmakers. And I think you were telling me earlier that Jake Luton. There you go. Uh, is not a guy who's going to be pushing it down the field. He's not. He's not a, he doesn't have a huge Give us arm. a scouting report on Jake Luton. So Jake Luton is the Pac-12 leader in 
completion percentage. Now that may sound great, but it's one of those, what does that really mean? Right. Stats. And what it means is he, he's a timing quarterback. He knows how to find his receivers, when to find them, when the routes break. And that's, that's a great thing to have. Think of him as like a poor man's Drew Brees already with the 40 year old arm. Okay. You know what I mean? He, he's, I think what, I think he's probably, he's probably his rookie year, maybe his second year in the league. If that, I think this is his rookie year. I think this is his rookie year. It yeah. is his rookie year. But he just has no, no, he doesn't push it vertically. Like, I mean, the, the few real, real deep shots I've seen, um, accurate as they may be, were just ducks. I mean, he really had to force everything. Like, I'm talking full momentum to get it out there. So, yeah, it's it's James Robinson, and hopefully he can do enough to open up the rest of that offense. But I don't see it. I so think- looking at his, just a really quick uh, scouting report from Bleacher Report of Jake Luton coming out. Um, he was the quarterback 10 coming out of the draft. Strengths, big quarterback, 6'6", with massive hands, 10 and 3 eighths. Pro-style arm, the ability to push the ball to areas all over the field. A lot of play action passing in his background. Played in a pro offensive system. Right. Uh, can line up under center or in the gun. Um, layers the ball well over coverage. His weaknesses, a lot of throws go, in, go to wide open receivers without him working through progressions. Uh, limited mobility. Has to throw from his spot. Uh, rattled when he has to move or make plays off schedule. See, so I think you send a lot of you send a lot of looks at him. Oh, absolutely. You send a lot of blitzes, which is Romeo Cornell's thing. I mean, he's very multiple with his defense. Right, gets and, stressed in the pocket too easily. That's not something you want to hear. Not for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, where, I mean, you might be able to through age work through that, but yeah, gets tunnel vision and doesn't always come off his first read. Uh, must be developed to better learn coverages and progressions. So now nah, let's put him in week nine. Right. Uh, <laughs> overall, Ledden is an intriguing late round option as a development of passer. Good size, good arm, takes care of the football. Uh, what he lacks is mobility and pocket presence. So guys like JJ Watt are yeah guys who can who can push the pocket and and multiple front defenses who send like exotic blitz packages. You're probably going to see a lot of. You know, um, Justin Reed coming off the edge. Okay. Um, you'll see probably a lot of Vernon Hargrave, to, who my assumption would be their slot corner this week. He'll probably come off the edge a lot. You're going to see a lot of corner blitzes, a lot of safety blitzes, just very multiple fronts. But either way, it's 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 going to be the Texans, I think. I think Deshaun can do enough against the Jags defense to win that. Right. Um... I would hope. Texas got the, the dub last time they played him, right? Because that was the game that mm-hmm. uh, we went to. Sure did. Uh, next one up is Raiders-Chargers. Um, mm. This one's interesting. Herbert's been playing well. Yeah, averaging 303 a game, which is really? a rookie record. Well, good for him. Yeah. Um, so he's looking, he's looking really, really good. But I think, oddly enough, the Raiders have been pretty strong this year. They were the ones that beat the Chiefs in their lone loss. Right. Um, I believe they beat the Browns last week in an absolute just barn burner of a sixteen to six game. Um, they they don't look too bad. They're above five hundred. Uh, whichever one of those Carr brothers it is, Derek, 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 
uh, is minimizing the mistakes for the most part. And that's what you need. Um, and then having a guy like Darren Waller is just unfair, you know? Right. So uh, I think give me the Raiders on this one. I'd like to see the Chargers win it. But really, more than anything, I just want to see Herbert have a big day because I have him in fantasy. Right. So in order for him to do that, I need the Raiders to, to win. You know what? Give me the Chargers. Okay. The Chargers here for all the reasons you just said. Herbert's been lighting it up. He has. Um, it's the running game that it comes down to. Running yeah. Running defense. Yeah. Not having Austin Eckler has been just a huge problem for him. And himself. I don't think there's been any, like, updates. I know, like, uh, I think, like, before week six or seven, mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn came out and was like, it's going to be later than sooner. And it's definitely looking that way. The clock is still ticking. Right. Um, next one, I think we can breeze over this really quickly. Uh, Steelers, Cowboys. Oh, it's going to be the Steelers. Cowboys are yeah. coming out. They're, with their, they're doing like a QB. I don't know. Uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Like, um, like they're fighting QB competition oh, okay. between Cooper Rush and Garrett Gilbert. So I'm sorry. Who? I know who Garrett Gilbert is. Cooper Rush? Yes. That's a real person. I've I've been told. Oh boy. Okay. Right. Man, I think I uh, raced that guy in Forza. So Ben Denucci. Um, <laughs> I wish I could see that. You can't. Yeah. Uh, apparently he's just getting benched. Right. He's, well, yeah. I mean. And Andy Dalton had the concussion and then came down with COVID. Like just oh, a rough couple of weeks for old man. Old red rifle there, buddy. I tell uh, you. Yeah. Sucks to suck, man. So they're going with those two. I don't think there's much to talk about here. I think it's the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. They're undefeated. I think they stay undefeated. Yeah, TJ Watt could be QB this week. Right. They're still winning. Sorry, Cowboys fans. I hate to do that to you, but you had to have known that was going to happen. Exactly. All right. And then moving on, we have the Dolphins and their new quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, which is just fun to say, and the Cardinals, who have been playing extremely well. With Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and that whole crew. Right. Um, yes, the Dolphins won, but Tua passed for like 92 yards. Yeah, it was, it was like an awful They won fight. in spite of him. Yeah. Uh, not because of him. So, what do you think? Does he get off the snide here? Does he have a b- big breakout game versus a, a big-name opponent in Arizona? Mm. Or is it just more of Arizona's defense? Just No, no. I think Arizona wins this. I do. But uh, I think they win it just because their offense is going to be too strong for Miami's defense. Over under 100, 150 yards passing for Tua. I go over, but it's not going to be much. It's going to be like 175 tops. Okay, I Top. was going to say 175. Yeah, it's going to be 175 is going to be the threshold. But I give him that because I think they're going to be playing from behind. And Miles Gaskin will be out. So, oh, really? I didn't know. yeah, you're going to have to lean on the combination of Brita and Jordan Howard. So crazy. it was crazy. I feel like Jordan Howard's like a million years old, but he's like 25. Yeah, he's, he's not he's that old. He's been that long. Um, and, and I will tell you this, Brita and Howard, which is the order I would start them in. Right. That does give you a very nice speed power combination for a one-two. But... I'm not going to put my confidence in those guys. No offense to them. I'd rather let Tua sling it. You know, I think Preston Williams comes back this week. Devontae Parker caught the the only touchdown Tua's thrown, you know. So maybe get Mike Jasicki involved. You know, you might have something there. You fair, might. Fair. You might. 
But I, I still I still think they lose, and I still think Tua doesn't have more than 175. So fair. Just interesting. Um, Sunday night is the you know obviously probably probably the game of the week honestly. Yeah. Uh, Saints Bucks on Sunday night. Ooh. You have um, the return of Antonio Brown. Yeah. You have presumably the return of Michael Thomas. Right. Um, which I'm hoping gets a lot of burn because I'm playing against Alan Kamara this week, who's Ooh. just been lighting it up. Amazing. Man. He's their only option. You know? Yeah. So hopefully, you know, we'll see how this one goes. I think this is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, it's a divisional game, so you never really – I mean, it's going to be close regardless. They know each other so well, even with the new pieces, you know. I don't know. This is, this is going to be a toss-up one. I think – that's crazy to say this. I think the Buccaneers take this one. I think they've just been playing better. I know Breeze and Thomas – if Michael Thomas plays, it is just going to be the Michael Thomas show for the offense. I can tell you that much. Right. Um, but I, I still don't think – I don't know that that's enough to beat the Buccaneers. They just have so many – like, it's just unreal. And it's not even receiving. Like, they have a ton of good running backs, you know, and then Tom Brady or whatever that's about. Uh, so, uh, yeah, give me the Buccaneers. Yeah, I got the Bucs as well. Um, I just traded Antonio Brown, you know what I'm saying? So, hopefully he doesn't go – he doesn't play too well. Um, but I traded him to the guy who's in last place. So even if he does, it's not like I'm, you know, yeah, affecting my status as number one. So <laughs> just uh, had to throw that in there. You know, I had to, of course. Yeah. Uh, so give me the bucks, but um, you know, just two old farts out there just throwing uh, the ball uh, ten t- yards at a time. I'm telling you, you got the tennis balls on the walker as you we're behind I mean? center. Uh, they're just gonna get first down. <laughs> uh, and then as we kind of as we kind of hinted to earlier. Um, just the absolute stinker that is going to be the past Jets on Monday night. Is there a way they can both lose? Uh, there's a way they can tie. <laughs> I love that. You've seen that. That's firsthand experience. Fun fact, I remember, I think it was like 2006, 2007, uh, the Eagles tied, and obviously after overtime, and they asked Donovan McNabb about it after the game, and he was like, I didn't even know you could tie. <laughs> He was like, oh, yeah, I was taking it easy. I was like, okay, we'll get the ball double overtime and we'll go down there and score. Yeah. Nope. And he's like, then they just ended the game. <laughs> like, they did that. That's amazing. And I still think it's a dumb rule. Like, I think yeah. you should just play until the game's over. Right. You know what I mean? I imagine it's just like we want to protect the players type thing. Like, I get less that. Less football, the less people get hurt. But yeah. Still. I think if you try to end a game in a tie in America, that would be the cause for the apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is in communist <laughs> Russia, all right? We're not trying to. We're yeah. not wearing ill fitted blue jeans and coloring <laughs> Billy Joe cassette tapes. Uh, so I guess you have to pick one. I guess it has to be the Pats, right? Like it's the Jets. They're terrible. Yeah, for me, it's the Patriots just because they just, I'm sure, have better players at some positions. Yeah, it's not what they are. Cam Newton's not coughing up the ball right. on the game winner. Just how do you do that? Well, I mean, it is Cam. He's notorious for not holding on to the ball, but come on, man. You know, I wasted a draft pick, albeit very, very late. It was like a like ten spot. yard line, wasn't it? Like they were about to score. Yeah, they were in the red zone and Jeez. just coughed it up. Ha, ah, come on, man. You gotta be better. You and it was be literally better. like somebody like that he broke the tackle. Like the yeah. dude was flying by him and just got a hand in and yep. just stripped him. 
Yep. That's the worst way. So it wasn't even like he got rocked. No, it was no. Like ball security, ball son. Just had it out here winging it. Not a loaf of bread. Dude. You know he's giving me like crazy anxiety when he ran the ball with LaShawn McCoy. Oh, because he, he just palms it? Yeah, he would like palm it and like throw it out here like, what are you doing? Yeah, that would I, – I don't know that I can watch that. Yeah, that was frustrating. So, <laughs> um, again, it's been a while since we've actually made the picks. Um, it's week five since we've made picks. So, we'll just go with those numbers. Um, as of right now, you are up 41 to 40. Let's go. V me. Um, so, it's really going to come down to Chargers Raiders. Mm. Giants football team, <laughs> the football team versus the Giants, and uh, Falcons Broncos. So no matter what, there's not going to be a tie. Someone's going to come out on top this week. Um, well, I guess that's not true because I'm I am already down one. So look, you're doing math. I can get one and tie. Either way, it's going to be me. I'll be in first place. We'll see, man. So. Um, and we'll keep an eye on, I guess, you know, all of the COVID stuff with Stafford. And yeah, if you have Stafford, if you have Marvin Jones, keep an eye on that. You might want to consider putting somebody else in. Same with Brandon Ayuk. Same with Aaron Jones, if you have Aaron Jones. <laughs> uh, Since apparently that's staying to a Thursday night. I really thought shutting down the, the facility, they'd move that to Monday. But You would think. Uh, so keep an eye on that. And um, it's crazy. All right, well, that, I mean, that's all I have for this week. Yeah, man. Um, if y'all want to reach out to us, um, find us on Instagram at MSM Productions 2020. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Major Sports Media. Um, reach out to us if you have any questions. I mean, it's basically just football season now. So, um, as you can see, we're doing a lot of fantasy coverage here because some of us are doing pretty good. Some of us are three and four. You know how seven that goes. Seven and one, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, some of us aren't seven and one. So, yeah, by all means, reach out if you have any uh, questions. Uh, we'd be more than happy to help you out. Yeah. All right. That being said, we appreciate it. Another week in the books. Hopefully, next week we'll have Gregory back. It's been a while. Yeah, man. I know you guys miss his voice. Definitely. So do we. Um, <laughs> miss you. All right, man. <laughs> all right, man. Y'all have a great weekend. Have a good one. <laughs>